Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and happy Friday. Well, maybe it's not Friday to you, but it feels like Friday to us. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and this is often imitated but never duplicated, the show, Southern Race Week. And I am joined always every week, every single week, setting eyes up his producer pit box to the stars, and now to soon be in the press box of every racetrack because of NASCAR's COVID dang-gum rules. Ladies and gentlemen, the man himself, none other than Alfred! What's going on, brother? Hello, WB. Glad to be with you again this week. The Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday, buddy. We're going to be uh, anticipating some fun racing. And, you know, it's also Valentine's Day on the Daytona 500 on the 14th. Did you, did you realize that, William, that Valentine's Day also is on Daytona 500 Day? Yes, and I got, my, I, I got, uh, I got the lovely president and CEO of, uh, of Southern Race Week this beautiful mamato and can you i don't know if you can see it but is that, a, is that a piece of rock that's a piece of rock and it is a piece of history atlanta motor speedway from 1997 when they reconfigured the track and it's oh. mounted on a plaque so i'm giving that to my wife for valentine's day how about that how romantic is that well, I mean, there'll be there'll be some balloons or something else here on Southern Race Week Radio and your favorite radio station and your favorite podcast location. We get you up to speed on everything you need to know, and we try to give you a little humor at the same time. And this week on the show, we've got Harrison Burton coming on the program. I'm known as Dad. I'm known as Mom for a long time, and Alfie, that was he is a great kid. Love that guy to death. Been racing go-kart since he was two years old. He's 20 years old. 20 years old. Wow. And he is racing NASCAR. So if this kid races as many years as half the years his dad does, he will have double digits over what his dad had races under his belt. So we're going to catch up with Harrison Burton a little bit later on. And then you're going to get a chance to get us up to speed with Mike Bagley because we're heading to Daytona. That's right, Mike Bagley, the host of the Morning Drive on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 and also a turn reporter for the Motor Racing Network who will have coverage of the Daytona 500. Coming up on Sunday, will join us to preview uh, the season. And also, Darlington President Kerry Tharp will stop by the program, William. And as Atlanta Motor Speedway getting two races uh, this season, so will Darlington Raceway. They'll have two races this season, one during Mother's Day weekend, and then the second one during Labor Day weekend, the Southern 500, which will kick off the playoffs in uh, 2021 as it did last year as well now throwback weekend which was normally on the southern 500 weekend this year they're going to be doing the throwback weekend during the mother's day weekend race at darlington so i'm very excited for mr tharp to stop by and and talk to us and they're going to have tickets available they're going to have enough fans in 
for uh, the Darlington races. So we'll get information on how you get your tickets if you want to head out to what I like to call the Wrigley Field of NASCAR Racing, which is Darlington Raceway. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the Pro Light Model from Hueytown, Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Raceway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bringing you this week's edition of Southern Raceway right here live, loud, and proud on your favorite radio station and your favorite podcast location. We like to bring you the young guns, the guys who are getting it done on the track who are making it happen. They come from legacy. They are born, make sure, from the time they're two to the time they're 222, they can win a race. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on this week's program, Harrison Burton. That's nice. Man, that was probably the best introduction I've ever gotten. That man, was pretty good. Man, Harrison, let me tell you, brother, man. I, you know, I, I, I have uh, watched you kind of watched you grow up. And, um, you know, uh, as we talked about a little bit before we went on the air, I, I've, over the years of me being when I was 17, 17, 18, 19, being a rookie journalist and interviewing your dad and everything and watching his, that Exide number 99 car was the first diecast car I ever bought, man. I mean, I just, <laughs> you know, so, but let me just say this, man. You started racing, okay? Your mom and dad, which I know your mom is probably one of your biggest cheerleaders in the world because she was for your dad. But at two years old, they bought you a go-kart. What the heck was they thinking? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. They, I don't know. I that At that age, I was already begging them to race. I, uh, you know, I was riding around on a little plastic battery-powered car in the motorhome lot while my dad was racing on the actual racetrack. My, yeah. uh, my mom would set up cones for me. And, man, I've, I've been driving ever since I was, you know, two in that little thing. And then when I was five, I actually got a, a real race car, man. And I remember that Christmas like, <laughs> like it was yesterday. I, uh, you know, my parents kind of set it up. They said I'd been bad that year. I didn't get anything. And then all of a sudden they said, go look out in the garage. And I was actually at my grandma's house, and there was a, a quarter midget, which is what I grew up racing. Wow. And, uh, man, that from that day on, it's been uh, – all I can think about is race. I tell you, and, and to know that you you did it right. I mean, you know, your dad and and and, and your family program, whether it was a de- by design or whether it was just by, you know what, I've outgrown this. I'm ready for the next. You started off in that, then you went to quarter midgets, then you're racing late models, and in 20 years, you're 20 years old, right? Yes, sir. 20. All right. So in 20 years, think about it like this: you're racing in 20 years and won countless number of races. You've been done thousands of laps under your belt. Your dad raced for 22 years in 695 races. So imagine 20 years from now, you're going to have your, your, your dad, or as my dad would say, uh, your old man's going to have some, uh, uh, some past in his past. Cause you're going to, you're going to have 1200 plus races under your belt, man. How? Oh man, that, it's, it's crazy. I've been all over the country ever since I was a little kid racing and I've got, I'm going to have some miles on me in 20 years. I might have gray hairs before too long. If this keeps up, man, it's, uh, it's been, it's been awesome, man, to think that, think about that. And, you know, it's pretty cool. You never really get too much opportunity to step back and think about things like that. And, you know, all the different experiences I've had and all the different races that I've been a part of and cool experiences that, you know, to be honest, that I'm just really lucky to be, to have the opportunities with, 
with my parents when I was a, a young kid. And man, from think about this too, from the time I was 13, I've had the same primary sponsor all the way up through to the Xfinity Series. So uh, gosh, man, it's been a, a wild ride, like you've been saying. And uh, like I said, I don't know, I'm going to have some miles on me before well, <laughs> too hey, long. You know, but it's, it's great mileage, man, because now you're racing under the fold of Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series. How cool is that? Because, you know, you when you go to the racetrack, you know you've got some of the best people around you and some of the best equipment underneath your seat, bro. That's got to be at least a big uh, uh, relaxing point at some point in time when you're when you're out there on the track and you're getting ready to go to a race week in and week out. Oh, my goodness, yeah. And, you know, I show up to the racetrack, and I know I have a chance to win. That's what I'm there to do. I'm there to win. So to have that opportunity, to have the equipment that I have, you know, the people that are around that, you know, around the the race team that are always there for me, always working hard for me. It's just a crazy, crazy, crazy experience. Something I'm really thankful for, and really all a driver can ask for, right? No matter what level you're in, whether you're racing go karts or whether you're racing, you know, in cup. The thing you want is a chance to win races, and um, you know that's that's what I have right now, and I'm really thankful for it, and excited to try and um, make those opportunities uh, come true. Well, last February 29th, uh, in 2020 before, I guess, uh, it's kind of, uh, on the cusp of before the, the COVID of the world changed, uh, everything it was, uh, as we now know the new norm, you actually brought home, uh, the trophy at, uh, Auto Club Speedway. Did you not? Yes, sir. I did. That was my, my first win ever in, uh, in a NASCAR Cindy series. So that was a day I'll never forget. That's for sure. Well, if there's one thing that we can count on here on Southern Race Week, we try to bring you folks that are going to bring a little credibility to the program, and Harrison Burton is <laughs> definitely doing that. I mean, you talk about someone who has raced uh, late model, who's raced ARCA, who's raced KNN uh, Pro Series, and I believe won the champ- Eastern Championship for that. I mean, man, you've done it all, and this year with the, the with the NASCAR season giving an ever-evolving look at some new ways to have you guys go left and maybe even do a little (laughs) left and right. Are there some tracks you just can't, like, you just go, man, I might need to get in a a simulator just so I can get some some, some bearings on where some of the, the, the turn points are? Yeah, definitely. There's a few tracks where you need it more than others, right? You know, I go every week, twice a week to the simulator. Even in the off season, I've been going and do about a four hour shift, right? A day. Wow. Uh, where I'm just in the simulator working with the team and trying to get that going. And I think the biggest place that I can think of that's the biggest challenge is Darlington. For me, last year, it was really tough because, you know, obviously it's probably one of the toughest racetracks on the circuit. Then you add the fact that I had never been there and didn't have practice, right? So that was a challenge. And that's somewhere that now that I have a notebook, I want to go back and, and work on and be ready to go. And then there's there's the new track at Circuit of Americas in, in uh, Austin, Texas. That's going to be tough. I got to actually got to go drive a, uh, a road course car there. I got to go drive a Trans Am car there. Actually, probably, what was that, a week ago? Mm-hmm. That place is going to put on a great race, I think. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for passing and bumping and banging and everything that, you know, makes us NASCAR drivers want to fight each other and makes you guys uh, excited, to, <laughs> excited yeah. to watch the race. That's going to be there. So those are the two that I think I, I'm definitely going to need to be heavy on the simulator for, but I'll do, you know, I'll work just the same for all of them as much as I can because it, it all matters. It all adds up. You've won at probably one of the toughest tracks in the world, and that's Martinsville. Going into Martinsville, that has to be like a total different mindset to going in any other racetrack there is, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know you're going to get hit. You know that someone's going to make you mad. You know you're going to make someone mad. You know there's going to be obstacles along the way that are challenging. And that place, there's always going to be something that goes wrong, right? right. So Martinsville is a uh, is a different mindset, right? Because you have to take care of your brakes. You have to take care of your tires. And then you have to be aggressive and <laughs> have to protect the bottom. And the restarts are nuts. And it goes on and on and on and on. Um, you know, all the things that could go wrong there the list is, is very long, right? And so right. it's a place where you have to make sure to, you know, to finish first, you have to first finish. And um, that's one of those places where, you know, it's a bit of a survival game. It's a bit of an aggression game. Um, and I think the guys that, you know, make good decisions and have fast fast cars are the guys that, that win those races. It's a, uh, it's a tough place to win at for sure and something I'm proud to win at especially with my whole family being from virginia and uh i actually got to beat my dad's record being the youngest driver to ever win at martinsville in a xfinity series was my dad's record and now it's me so there you go there that's you go. pretty cool what your loves what your expect expectations are for going into daytona and hopefully leaving with other than of course the trophy yeah the uh the biggest thing is yeah i would expect chaos um daytona is a place where you go you know someone's going to you know wreck big. You know that there's going to be carnage. You know that there's going to be um, close battles to the finish. There's going to be, you know, no one can just drive away from each other, right? Right. Um, so at the end of the race, there's going to be someone side by side for the checkered, right? There's got to be. Um, there's going to be, you know, a crash. There's going to be, you know, opportunities for drivers to make mistakes and make moves that, uh, will leave you, you know, stand in your in your seat. So I don't know. The biggest thing as a driver that I expect is, you know, I expect to be aggressive. I expect to go out and go chasing the win, chasing stage points, and um, you know, the quest for the championship starts in Daytona. It begins there, and it really nowadays, if you win there, uh, it's such a big advantage to go the whole season with a win under your belt already. And know that you're in the playoffs and yep. start building those playoff points. So. Um, now more than ever, I think guys are going to be aggressive. I think guys are going to be wanting to win that race and, uh, it's going to be awesome to watch and really fun to be a part of. All right, then. Well, listen, Harrison, we sure do appreciate your time today. And, uh, again, uh, good luck at Daytona. Good luck for the 2021 NASCAR Xfinity series. Good luck. And you're more than welcome to be back on the program anytime, man. We love you. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, it was a blast. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie yet again bringing you another brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as well as the Southern Race Week podcast, which is now available on iHeartRadio as well as iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But uh, our next guest here on the Food Depot Hotline bringing some credibility to the program, one of the best minds when it comes to the world of NASCAR, you can hear him every weekday morning on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 with the Morning Drive. And also you can hear him on weekends during the Motor Racing Network's coverage of NASCAR action. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in live from Daytona Beach, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Mike Bagley. How are you doing this fine day in Daytona Beach? Doing great. Counting down to the great American race. Can't wait to get going here. Start a new season coming uh, up on Sunday. Now, speaking of the new season, so much going on, so much change. 
not only drivers, teams, but also the schedule as well. So, so much to kind of uh, discuss with you here, Mike, in a little short period of time. But looking at the schedule as a fan, I'm very excited to see some of the changes. Uh, our home track here, Land Motor Speedway, picking up a race in July as well. Uh, Bristol dirt racing, doubleheader action in Dover again. You know, road course races, so much changes. So, as you as a fan, let's take off your broadcasting hat and put on your fan hat. Uh, what on the schedule are you most excited to see unfold? I'm looking forward to going to Austin, Texas, a place called Circuit of the Americas. It's a state-of-the-art road course, FIA certified. A track costs $450 million to build, wow. and it is state-of-the-art. Uh, there's a level of curiosity there because uh, sports cars, IndyCar, Formula One has raced there, and NASCAR is going to get its opportunity later this year when, when we go there, and that just continues the storyline of road course racing and this road course racing renaissance we've enjoyed as a sport. Uh, race fans have been wanting more road courses. They're getting them seven in total uh, in this 2021 season. But uh, I'm looking forward to go to Austin. I'm looking forward to you know seeing Bristol dirt. See how that's gonna how that's gonna play out. Uh, going back to Nashville Super Speedway, one of the Dover dates going to Nashville. Last time Cup cars were in Nashville were back in, in 1984 there on the short track downtown. So. I'm always a fan of what can we do different? Like, how can we change this up? I think that, you know, every now and then we get, we get into this uh, fatigue or malaise of going to the same place, the same time of year, and, you know, not, not adding new things. Well, this year we have taken care of that. We're going to new places. We're going to new venues. We're going to places different times of year. So anytime that we can shuffle things up, change things up, and keep it fresh, I'm always a big fan of that. Now, speaking to Chase Elliott uh, a couple of weeks ago, speaking of Atlanta Motor Speedway, there's a big, you know, obviously the big talk about repaving and when AMS is going to do that. I think they are going to plan on repaving the track this year. Chase has said that his opinion of repaving has, has changed. He was a fan of not repaving the track, but now he feels that it's time for the track to be repaved. Um, what are your thoughts on Atlanta Motor Speedway and repaving the track there? I thought the track should have been repaved, what, six, seven years ago, and Ed Clark wanted to do it then. There's going to be some heavy lifting involved in the project itself, but whenever you repave a track, it's going to take a little bit of time for it to come in. Now, there may have been some technological advances as far as the aggregate that's used, and you know, obviously one of the things that's so great about Atlanta Motor Speedway is the worn-out pavement. The drivers really love it. It puts the racing back into the driver's hands, and the driver can really make a difference on tracks like that. But when you go to a repave, there's going to be a period of time where it's going to take a while for it to cure in. I wish we would have done it a long time ago to get that period of time behind us instead of now. Um, there's no question that that place needs a new coat of asphalt. It will affect the racing. But let's do it and get that done, get that process started, get that behind us, and then we can kind of get back. I mean, last time Atlanta Motor Speedway was, was paved was in 1997. So she's due for another coat of asphalt. So let's just go ahead, let's knock it out, let's get it done, and let's do what we need to do to make the racing as best as we can there and get that, get that weathering in process underway sooner rather than later. Speaking with Mike Bagley here, host of The Morning Drive on Sirius XM Channel 90, and also you can listen to him call races for the Motor Racing Network along their many stations. Go to MRN.com to find the station in your area to get set to listen to MRN's coverage of NASCAR racing all throughout uh, this season. And this is going to be a very exciting season. Uh, you know, we got some new teams, uh, a lot of driver changes, uh, so much activity in the offseason, probably more so than we've seen in maybe previous seasons before. So for you personally during the offseason, what was one of the biggest moves 
and, and maybe one of the biggest moves that you're anticipating to see how it works out this season? Well, without question for me, it's Kyle Larson. Uh, after, after last year and the challenges that he had, losing his ride after the fourth race of the year, sitting out the rest of the season, now being reinstated by NASCAR and coming back, uh, and coming back with Hendrick Motorsports. I think we've all had the question, or at least some of us, I know I have, about it seemed like that he hit a glass ceiling there at Chip Ganassi Racing. He's only gotten six cup wins, um, and, and those have been sporadic at, at Chip Ganassi. I've always asked the question, you know, is it, is it the equipment at CGR? Is it Kyle? What is it? Is, is, there, is there better equipment out there for him to be in? Well, he's with Hendrick Motorsports now, and we know that that, that equipment there at HMS is pretty stout. So one of the things I'm looking forward to is seeing him come back. Does he have to knock off some rust? Can he get himself established and start generating chemistry there with his new crew chief, Cliff Daniels, who moves on from Jimmy Johnson? Can that, can that happen, and can he put results up on the board? He admits that he's going to have to knock off some rust. He's not been in a stock car in almost a year. He's been doing a lot of racing and winning on dirt tracks and in midget cars and things like that. But what can he do on, uh, on a NASCAR scene with Hendrick equipment? I think it's going to take a little while for us to get the answer to that question. But that process is going to start with the 500 coming up on Sunday. So that, to me, of all the others, you know, new teams, Michael Jordan coming in, you know, Pitbull, you got – you got new teams, you got new drivers in new places. That's number one on my list, seeing how Kyle Larson's going to fare and analyzing um, how long it's going to take him to get up to speed, if at all. And if it does take him a while to get up to speed, how long is that going to take and how will that transition back to stock cars go for him? Well, it's going to be an exciting season and looking forward to uh, listening to all the action provided by the Motor Racing Network. And, of course, uh, Mr. Mike Bagley is always a part of the coverage there. And also you can listen to him every morning. Very entertaining uh, with Pete Pastoni, all those guys on the morning drive on a NASCAR uh, Channel 90 there, Sirius XM. You can follow him on social media. He's always enjoyable to follow on social media. So, Mr. Bagley, um, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, where can they go to uh, keep up with you and what's going on with you? At the Mike Bagley uh, on Twitter. And uh, hope to bump into some folks there. Take care. Enjoy your uh, time. And we'll talk to you again down the road, my friend. Appreciate y'all as well. We look forward to seeing you at Atlanta and uh, points beyond. I'm Kayla Vinci from Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. Yet again, bringing you another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we get set to kick off the 2021 season at Daytona. Very excited for the running of the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. And another thing I'm looking forward to, Darlington has been added another race. They'll be racing on Mother's Day weekend and then also Labor Day weekend. And we are very honored and privileged to welcome to the Food Depot Zoom line, as we are live on Zoom right now, uh, as we speak with the president of Darlington Raceway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Kerry Thorne! Great to be back on again. I appreciate that intro. That's tough to beat. Hey, well, we're here to uh, make our guests feel like they're a big deal because you are a very big deal, sir. You are the president of what I love to call the Wrigley Field of NASCAR. You are um, president of one of the most prestigious tracks on the NASCAR series with uh, Darlington. So before we get into talking about uh, what's going on with you at Darlington, let me ask you, what's it like being the president of one of the most prestigious tracks? I mean, going to work every day must be just an absolute thrill for you. Well, I, I, you know, it is. It's a, it's a real blessing to be here at Darlington. 
I've been in the state of South Carolina now since 1985. And so um, to be able to be uh, associated with a iconic venue like this, like you said, we are the Wrigley Field of NASCAR. It's something I'm very grateful for and uh, never take it for granted. And uh, excited the fact that we have two race events here in 2021. Uh, very proud of what we were able to accomplish last year, you know, when we were able to bring racing back to this country and live sports for that matter, uh, when we hosted some races uh, last May. And so, uh, you know, just excited about the Mother's Day event. That's going to be our throwback weekend. And then, of course, excited uh, as we always are with the Southern 500. And, and uh, on Labor Day, and that's going to lead off the Cup Series playoffs again. So a lot of great things happening here at Darlington. And, uh, you know, to, to be able to be uh, uh, to come into the office every day is, is a true blessing. Now, for those fans who have never been to Darlington, and I've had the opportunity to go once, and i got to tell you, it, is, it was such an amazing visit and event for the Throwback Weekend, which is one of the coolest things about uh, the NASCAR season when you guys came back on the schedule is having this great uh, Throwback Weekend. So um, tell me – from, from your perspective, for someone who's never probably been to Darlington, explain to those people what's it like when you enter into the facility? Well, it's kind of taking a page out of history. Uh, you, you, you know, you come inside and, and uh, as I like to tell people, we're not the fanciest place. We're not the most modern place. But I think by, by, by all, all accounts, we're the coolest place uh, that you can go for a race event. And uh, certainly a lot of history and nostalgia uh, on the property. When you think about uh, the drivers and the teams that have competed here and won here, you think about David Pearson, you think about Dale Earnhardt, you think about uh, Cale Yarborough, you know, you think about Jeff Gordon, just all the greats that have won here at Darlington over the years. Uh, and, and, you know, we're one of the crown jewels on the, on the schedule. You know, everybody wants to win Daytona, and rightfully so. It's the biggest race on our schedule and always will be. But I think very, very close behind that is the Southern 500. And, you know, if you had a majors, if you had majors in stock car racing, we would be a major uh, without question. And so uh, it's, it's just really being able to, to experience history. Throwback weekend gives you that chance to kind of walk down memory lane and, and, and see a lot of the old paint schemes and see, uh, you know, a lot of the Hall, Hall of Famers and legends of our sport and so it's just a great time for people to kind of reunite uh and and you know be able to celebrate the history of our sport speaking of carrie tharp here the president of darlington here on the southern race week radio uh, this week and as you mentioned you got two races uh coming up this season now as we're trying to get to some sort of normality we've got uh you know all the shots going on the uh, everything going on. i try for, for people to get healthier as far as attendance for your two events is that still kind of up in the air or you kind of, or did you have an idea of what you guys want to do for those two dates? Well, we know we're going to have fans at both events and, and we think that our, our May event certainly will be limited still because of the pandemic. And, and, and we certainly understand that, but uh, we've got great support from the state of South Carolina, uh, great support from, from the leadership and, and the different public health agencies and, and so forth. And so we're continuing to work with them uh, to and work with NASCAR with its uh, uh, COVID-19 protocols to determine a good, safe, healthy number. We're still working on that. Uh, but we're very, very confident that we'll have a, a limited crowd here in May and hopefully a bigger crowd uh, come September. Now, uh, for the two events that are coming up at Darlington, are tickets are available yet or, or how can fans get a hold of tickets? I know obviously with a limited number of tickets, they're going to be going quickly, especially at a track like Darlington. 
So where can our listeners go to to get that? Absolutely. Tickets are on sale for both events. Uh, Best place to go probably is DarlingtonRaceway.com. And uh, we have a a great website there. You can navigate, get your ticket packages. We have something this year called the Stripe Club, which is a season ticket uh, package for our fans. If you want to get tickets for both race weekends, Mother's Day weekend and Labor Day weekend, you get like a 30% discount on those tickets. Uh, you get a special Darlington memento gift, and you get invited to some, you know, some special gatherings that uh, only Stripe Club members can be invited to. So uh, tickets are on sale, uh, and, and we certainly encourage all of our fans to, to buy tickets. We have uh, 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 all three national series will be here in our May event. We've got the trucks on Friday night, Xfinity series on Saturday afternoon, and then the uh, cup race on Mother's Day afternoon. So uh, very excited to have all three series here, but tickets uh, – are available, but the best place to go is DarlingtonRaceway.com. Well, I'm sure our fans here in the Atlanta area and along the Southeast that listen to the program and also our podcast will be excited. And and like I said, um, I, I can't wait to get back to Darlington, hopefully sometime this year, uh, to check out some exciting racing. So it's always fun, always exciting to see racing at uh, Darlington. And um, Mr. Tharp, if our uh, list, I know you guys have social media and things that, you know, where people can go get information as well. So I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to plug the social media sites where our listeners can go to the get continued updates and information on what's going on in Darlington. Absolutely. It's uh, at Darlington Raceway on our Twitter. Uh, we're very, very active there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that, that uh, we communicate very, very well with our fans. Certainly we have Darlington Raceway Facebook, Darlington Raceway Instagram uh, that, uh, that we're a part of. And so uh, I encourage our fans to, to become followers uh, of us on social media. And, you know, once you become a follower, uh, then we'll lead you to to where you need to go. So uh, certainly uh, follow us on social media, get on our website, and uh, check out all the exciting things that we have going on here in 2021. Well, uh, Kerry Tharp, president of uh, Darlington. Mr. Tharp, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. We'll hopefully talk to you again down the road again, my friend, and uh, look forward to seeing all the action on Mother's Day weekend and uh, Labor Day weekend at Darlington. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Alfred. Hello, my name is Gracie Trotter. I'm driver of the 25 and 15 Mobile One Toyota Camry for Venturi New Motorsports, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just now tuning in, you can always rewind because here on Southern Race Week, not if you missed it. If you missed it on the radio broadcast, you can catch it on your favorite podcast location. I'm talking about SoundCloud. I'm talking about Spotify. I'm talking about the iHeartRadio app, Southern Race Week. That's right. We cover racing hey, all over. Don't forget iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. iTunes. That's right. I'm sorry I'm an Android user. But iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio app, you name it, we got it. We You can listen to the entire show in its entirety, and you can listen to former shows. But if the you want to be ready to tune in to next week's show, next week, we're going to have Jeb Burton on the program. Alfie, who do you have? Yeah, we're going to be talking to Alan Kavana, and we're on – I'm – Pretty sure, I'm about 99% sure on this one, Natalie Decker will also join us next week. She just found herself a new deal. She'll be racing some Xfinity Series races. So she's always a great friend of the program. So uh, another jam-packed show next week for you here, William, on the Southern Race Week radio network. 
Listen, if y'all want to, y'all can go to Southern Race Week on all of us podcast locations, all the radio locations. And don't forget, find us and follow us on Facebook, facebook.com, Southern Race Week, and on Twitter, SRW Radio, Alfie at Alfie underscore 19, me at WB Radio Network. And remember, if you want to have fun this year at a sporting event, that will not be so COVID crazy, go to a race track near you. Until next week, I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB. Not Alfie. Y'all have a great one. We'll see you.